All right, you're stuck in the understory against your will. You're outside in the elements. What is it that you wish you knew right now that you don't know? Today's process is this, the five C's. Sit back, relax, let's light the lantern. Well, hello there, Rangers. Wade Skalski here, lawyer, online entrepreneur, and your guide to the understory. Because this place is filled with monsters and bandits, here comes your first warning. Although I am a lawyer, this podcast is not for legal advice. In order to work with me, you must have a signed agreement. This podcast is for educational and entertainment purposes only. All right, let's enter the understory. Remember, admission is free, but understanding always has a price. Let's light the lantern. What is up, Rangers? Those of you who are in the understory against your will and those of you who are in the understory on paper and on purpose with your Ranger field journey, head Ranger, chief Ranger, just the first Ranger, understory, first understory Ranger, Wade Skalski here, and uh, we're coming from you at the Garage Bunker Pandemic Podcasting. My uh, blind dog, Lily, is not with me today because she's hiding under the bed because it's thunderstorming right now. You may hear thunder in the background. You may hear a calming calming torrential rain in the background it's not a meditation app it's just the outside so i thought it might be appropriate today to talk a little bit about uh you know so i talked a little bit about i'm gonna do a through hike i talked a little bit about how i'm improving my woodsman skills cough button uh what would it be a podcast without my first early cough there's a little thunder for you and, um, and my kids are around, and so everyone's kind of hunkering down, so you may hear stuff in the background. I don't know what's gonna happen. We'll just have to see. It's my first podcast in the elements. So I thought it was appropriate to talk about what, uh, what would happen if we're stuck outside. So we're gonna talk about a little woodcraft for you. Now, it, people don't know this, but the elements are actually very dangerous. And if you're caught in the open, we're so spoiled, and, and uh, all, most of us city boys and city girls, uh, if you don't realize that if you're caught in the open in the elements, oh, one moment, please. All right, so that was my daughter. She had uh, a really big need. Um, her dinosaur and her pet dog that goes in the bathtub were both hungry and they needed some food. And so I could not track down crackers and cheese, which is their preferred food of choice. However, I was able to track down some cashews. So um, the rain has passed. So I don't know if you even heard any rain. I do now. Blind dog Lily is now snoring in the background. And I have returned for today's beginning of Q2 daily understory podcast. So, all right. So the title of today's podcast is The Five C's. So let's get some light in here. It's actually, we're starting late today. I got in, I, I violated my own rule to start Q2. I, I got kind of big for my britches and um, I have a new client who has an amazing business who I'm helping them with regards to sort of um, their next steps. Because what I uh, focus on and what I do when I work with businesses is we focus on where you're gonna start or where you're gonna restart. So I come in, I take a look at what you're doing, and then I provide the leverage pivot points to figure out how we're gonna pivot uh, to uh, the very next thing we need to do. So then since I met with them on Friday, and it, we did a, a massive rapid turnaround, and today is Monday, so from Friday to Monday, we uh, did a complete pivot of their marketing and of their what they're doing with regards to their advertising. We shot like, 
shot like, I don't know, six different content pieces for new uh, new ads. And we just totally cut everybody else out of the picture because the people that they were going to um, were charging them a bunch of money and weren't doing anything. So I don't tip marketing is just, I, it's kind of assist a little bit of marketing. I usually leave that to other people. But um, in this specific situation, I got in there and I decided to get roll up my sleeve. So this morning I spent the whole morning building some stuff out for them, um, getting a funnel, a quick funnel up and running. And then, um, putting up their Facebook ads and doing all that because they don't know how to do any of that. So I can do that super fast. And so I did it for them. And so the ads are now running and approved and they're in an industry that's affected by COVID. So they have like these advertising, um, COVID advertising problems that you're going to get rejected really easy for Facebook. So, uh, so basically we got our first ad approved without getting rejected, which is a miracle. Cause if you know anything about Facebook, if it, it all revolves around anything revolving around possibly touching to COVID, you get rejected. <laughs> so, so anyway, so I didn't record my podcast first cause I was super excited for them and they're just two really great guys and I can talk a little bit more about them. Uh, hopefully we'll be getting some immediate leads and results for them into their funnel. And I did it all for free. And the reason why I did it for free was because everyone in this area, in this arena, in the online marketing game, or in biz, on you know, or on business consulting, on all of that, um, they uh, charge a bajillion dollars without any results. I even put my own credit card down for the ads I'm running, so I'm paying for the first set of ads because I believe so strongly in the in the messaging pivot. I believe so strongly in what they do, and uh, I'm like, I'm going to pay for this first round of ads. I mean, it's not a ton of money, but it is my money, and they haven't paid, they haven't paid me one dollar, and so they keep trying to give me money, and I'm like, just let me get some results for you and so when that I'll keep you updated on that how that goes but trust me if I start getting results for them uh, without charging them anything guess what they're gonna want to do they're gonna want to pay me and guess what they're gonna guess what they're gonna do when they meet with somebody else so they, they were scheduled to meet with somebody else like today and they actually asked me they're like should we meet with this person and should you know and that person was gonna charge them twelve thousand dollars for something that I did in like a weekend for free. And um, now I'm not gonna charge them $12,000, but I know, I told them, yeah, go meet with them, whatever, but I'm not worried about it because nobody can nobody can out-commoditize you if you do kind of the approach, if you serve people and you you bring them into your world, right? And you treat them the way that they, um, that nobody else treats them, it's gonna be very difficult for them not to use me once I start, especially since I'm gonna be, uh, have a three-day turnaround, hopefully. I'm hoping I get them some leads. The, la- the ad just got approved, so I'm hoping my, my little campaign and put together for them, get some leads like today. That'd be a miracle. So um, that'd be not a miracle, but that'd be a home run. And then I'll look like a superhero. But if it's only like clicks and then we can adjust and do funnel audibles on and all that, that'd be fine. And then I'll get it to a point to where like I go more into the consulting role and then we'll get some, we'll hire some people to do the kind of the regular stuff. But I just wanted to show them what was possible uh, and that you don't, you know, that you can test messaging for very little money very quickly with click funnels and Facebook ads. <laughs> So I did that for like the most of the morning of the day. And then there was a thunderstorm. And then the dinosaur needed crackers and cheese. So I had to get a cashew. So that's why I'm late today. So uh, it's hot. It's like 4.30. Um, usually I like to try to get my my um, my podcasts up by 12.05 Eastern because Apple iTunes, um, the, the RRS feed pulls them at a weird time. So sometimes it looks like I don't do it daily. And that pisses me off. So I've got to fix that for Q2 too. That's on my list. But, um, but anyway, so I'm fired up. So... Uh, as I said before, we're going to start talking a little bit about well, the, you know me kind of learning to become a woodsman, being a woodsman, and uh, and then we're going to relate that to marketing and to basically what does that mean for you if you're trapped by business, right? So the five C's. If you're caught out in the open, you city boy or city girl, you don't know this. The five C's are cutting tools, cover elements, combustion devices, containers, and cordages. 
okay? So what a cordage is a fancy way of saying some kind of rope or twine or whatever. Now, you have to know how to, so you know what? You all know how to use cover elements, right? Which is like, hey, you need a blanket or a sleeping bag. Um, but cutting tools, combustion devices, and cordages, that actually takes some skill to learn how to do those things. And there's more C's that's basically what you need those things for, and that's for your core temperature, control, your comfort, and your convenience. So. If you want to say it's the five C's, it's actually kind of like the eight C's, right? It's like the five big C's and the three little C's because uh, core, your core temperature control, you can be really miserable, but as long as you keep your core temperature up, you won't die. You may get frost, frost, frostbite and lose little fingers or toes here and there, but you're not dead, right? Um, and then comfort and convenience are way down the list if you're cut out in the middle of nowhere. So um, that the, the five C's and the three little C's, Lily. What is with the snoring today? Is the woodsman stuff boring you even more? I think the woodsman stuff is boring her even more. Um, so the five C's is something to remain is that you think about whenever you're gonna get, you're gonna you know put together your pack because then you you address the five C's first and then everything after that is uh, optional weight because when you're slinging a pack around out in the wilderness for a long time uh, that little extra weight means a big deal and so when I was thinking of Lily for the love of God by Zeus's beard here, come here here listen listen can you move can you like shuffle a little bit here let me move your bed a little bit can you shuffle because the way that you're laying you're snoring up a storm right there sorry for waking you up. There you go. All right. She was very scared from the storm. She's thunder thunderstorms really get her. She gets all shaky and she hides on the bed and we try to tell her it's okay, but she doesn't speak human and I don't speak dog. So we just cuddle her and give her love or leave her alone. Mostly leave her alone. But you know, um, that's how it goes sometimes when you're after like the, the dog, you have two kids, the dog becomes not like the third kid comes like the ninth kid barely, barely even, you know, speaks the language. So, you know, just learn sign language cause they don't, nobody talks to them. Um, all right, so the five C's and the three little C's. So yeah, so that stuff becomes important. So when you're planning, it's a framework for you to be able to um, figure out what to do. And if you it, it, if, if you get confused, it's like a soft, warm blanket, like a wool blanket. Look, if you want to be old school, and we'll talk about this in a different podcast, but you don't take no stinking sleeping bag. You take a you take a queen size wool blanket and you take a twin size wool blanket, and then with a tarp, and that's how you sleep. And then if you can. If you know how to set that up properly in a campsite, you can actually stay warm at any temperature close to freezing and probably just a little bit below freezing if you uh, you kind of make yourself a little shelter, right? Like, you'd be okay. But you can actually sleep outside like cowboys used to do, you know, with an old tin cup, make a coffee. And, um, but... So the thing is, is that the, just like in camping, that's a framework, right? It's like, that's how, how do you think you remember anything? And so when you're trying to figure out, well, am I going to do this? Am I going to, am I going to put this in my pack or put this in my pack? Well, no, question number one, is it part of the five C's, right? And then, and then if you got to make a decision between that and something else, that's, they're both part of the five C's, but you only take one, then you're going to take something that's going to make sure for your core temperature versus your convenience. And that just makes decisions super easy. Frameworks make decisions super easy so like religions got this figured out a long time ago take the ten commandments for example the ten commandments kind of make your decisions really easy if you just use it as your framework now i'm not saying you have to use that as your framework i'm not saying that i've been super successful in my life um following the ten commandments all the time i try i try to do best i can but i'm a human being i make mistakes um to quote a, but to quote a line from way of the gun uh i've never killed a man i didn't ask you that you should 
Uh, so, anyways, yes, I've never killed anybody. So, yeah, so I can you can rest assured that you're not you're not dealing with someone who's ever uh, killed anyone in self defense or any other fashion. So, um, at least as of the recording of this podcast, so hopefully that will hopefully that will continue uh, forever because that's uh, something I, I don't I would find that I'd probably find that displeasing to do. Um, and that's another statement. So yeah, so so the framework allows you, it makes it for easy for you to make decisions. Okay, the framework also helps you when you get confused. So when you walk into REI, I don't, I, I figure like if you're a new, if you're like you're a new woodsman or an aspiring woodsman, and you're gonna go into uh, to REI, it's the same exact feeling that I had the first time I ever walked into um, Bye Bye Baby. My wife, so we were going through our fertility challenge and we were getting like acupuncture. We were doing the West, the Western medicine with the fertility drugs and everything. And then we were doing the Eastern medicine um, with uh, acupuncture by our doctor that we called him Mr. Needles. But he was, um, he has some, some name that I can't pronounce, but he's a very, very super nice, super nice Asian man like older Asian man and his son was an acupuncturist. And so like this family business and they like gave us herbs and they, it was like, they were giving me these, these cockamamie things to boil these vegetables and then drink the slurry. It was just like, it was gross. It was gross. And, um, not, it, it's, I couldn't make complain about it though. Cause my wife was like doing shots in her stomach every day. But anyway, so, um, so like part of what he wanted us to do was to visualize um, having a baby and so to go buy a toy for the baby right so we weren't even sure if we wanted a boy or a girl at that time um, we were we were just we were just like oh let's let's just healthy that's all we care about and then it's I honestly meant that like I know there are guys who are and I don't know if women are like this but I know there are guys that are like secretly um, secretly like want a son no matter what and and uh, even though they'll say all the right stuff and that they're kind of disappointed if they don't get a son I'm not that guy I really didn't care and actually honestly after um, after Madeline I would have been cool with all girls because like she was so awesome but then I got Luke and then like Luke's awesome so they're both awesome they're just awesome in their own way and they're both crazy in their own way and they both um, make me want to tear what little hair I have out in their own way so but anyway, so when we walked in, like I had never been inside a Bye Bye Baby. So let me see. That was, so Madeline is four. So seven, Jesus, that was seven years ago that we did this because it was right at the beginning of the fertility adventure. So that took three years of fertility for her. So seven years ago, seven years ago, maybe seven and a half because you got to count in late, uh, like the actual nine months. I don't know. At least seven years ago, my wife and I stroll into a uh, Bye Bye Baby. I'd probably had like, I was either had just had some gin fizzes because we had dinner or I was hung over from having gin fizzes. Because when you're like, you know, married and relatively young and, and uh, nothing else to do except for going out, like gin fizzes seem like a good idea when you live in Hollywood, which is at the time where we lived and uh, lots of cool restaurants there. And, and uh, we walked into this Bye Bye Baby and I immediately had a panic attack and she had a panic attack and we had to leave. Like, we're just like, there's, it is, there, there is probably 50,000 things in a Bye Bye Baby all for the purpose of raising a baby. And it's all, if you don't have a baby yet and you're freaking out about it, you really need three things. You need diapers, you need wipes, and then you need a onesie. Really like, like my daughter, we had all these toys and we had the, the mama room. She hated the mama room. My son hated the mama room. So like even, we couldn't even, we even held on the mama roof two years to try it on my son. He hated it. Um, like, so we had like the mom was like $300, right? Like everything. And they hated everything. So like we gave my daughter a plastic cup once and she played with it for like, you know, like an hour and 15 minutes. You just need for the love of God. They don't know anything. They're just babies. They don't even know what a toy is. Like, they'll play with anything. So just give, you just need onesies, water wipes and, uh, um, diapers, maybe, maybe, maybe some desitin and some aquifer, maybe, 
maybe. You could probably get away with it if you absolutely were like super religious about changing them all the time, um, which we were, obviously, because uh, my wife has a conscientiousness of 96. I should say, when I say we, I should say my wife was super conscientious about it. So anyways, so we walked into Bye Bye Baby and we had zero framework for baby, none. You know, my parents, my parents, I was 40? I was 40. Like when we walked into the uh, Bye Bye Baby. Yeah, I was 40, right? So any, my parents had long forgotten, long forgotten what it was like to have babies. Like same with my mother-in-law. Like they give us this advice now. Like they, they give us this 1970s advice for babies, which I think is illegal now. You can't really do it. Like you're not supposed to like just put your kid in the car with a seatbelt. You can't do that. You got to have like a baby seat. They require that now can't just throw like a, a padded rag on its head for a helmet and put a seatbelt on it. They don't like that. I think the cops, the cops uh, frown upon, it's frowned upon. So anyway, so we walk in this Bye Bye Baby and I had a panic attack and we had to leave. We didn't buy anything. And then we went back the next day and I bought, um, I bought, oh, my son's up. He's upset from his nap. Great. Um, I bought a, um, the girl gift and we decided to switch I would buy the girl gift and she would buy the boy gift so I bought like this this little rattle and she bought a baby boy shoe I think she bought a boy shoe anyways so but we were we were totally paralyzed and then we ran out like we, we just bought those one things because there was too much and then when she got pregnant, the first time, um, we bought everything. We, we And this is how Bye Bye Baby stays in business. Bye Bye Baby just preys upon the fear of of new parents. And you're, you're buying things that you just... So like for a baby monitor, for example, you don't need to spend $200 on a baby monitor. Just one, just have one that you can hear them and that points at them. It doesn't need to move around. You don't need to pan around the room. Like It doesn't need to have the temperature. But when was the last time that you're, you had any room in your house that was not temperature controlled that wasn't... that was unsafe? Like if your air conditioning goes out, you don't need a thermometer to tell you, oh, it's we're overheating in our house. So why do you need a temperature gauge in there? Like, like uh, it's 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 just a racket. The whole thing is a racket. So and, and the same thing for like registering for baby showers. Just bring diapers for God. Everybody bring diapers. You need months and months of diapers and they're expensive. Just bring that. Um, and, and who knows? Don't bring formula because it's insulting because you don't know what kind of formula gonna kid's going to need. And then maybe the wife breastfeeds. Maybe she doesn't. And then you're making a judgment on her. Just bring diapers. So so anyway, so um, the five C's for hunting is a framework for hunting, for being a woodsman um, to surviving the, the, the wilderness is uh, a framework for you that you can fall back on. And it helps you if you get confused. So if you get overwhelmed by cho- not just by choices, but just by your environment, if you're in a bye bye baby and don't know what to do and you're and I just gave you your framework of diapers, wipes and uh, a onesie, you're going to get out of there alive and you're going to get out of there without with with all of your savings or most of them. And that's why frameworks are so incredibly, incredibly important. Just like the five C's allow you to survive in the woods if you get stuck in there, all right, without your knowledge. And you're just like, oh, at least I have this pack that has all the stuff in it. You can figure it out. Um, your frameworks in business will do that for the same way. Now, for the longest time, I, I started to adopt frameworks in my business, but I have never really adopted frameworks in my connections. And so that's why my wife and I, we we sometimes have the same arguments over and over and over again because I have not adjusted my framework for dealing with my wife to compensate for the feedback that I'm getting her from her that um, we're not really, I'm not really listening, right? Or I'm not really doing whatever it is that I need to do or whatever it is that I'm, I'm screwing up that day, okay? So... All right, I had to take a quick pause there because I got a notification from Facebook. So, uh, got three link, three ad clicks already at $1.28 a click. And to put this in perspective, uh, 
that's amazing for your first run and the first ad that you just threw together in three minutes. So, um, with the targeting, so we'll see if that that gets into any appointments for phone consults. But um, any the fact that anyone's clicking on it, it's a miracle of miracles, and uh, I'm feeling like a million dollars because they spent like four thousand dollars on TV ads. I got them fifteen leads, and I just got them um, three leads because you get to retarget everybody that clicks on it. I just got them three leads for four dollars. So, uh, just to put that in perspective. Um, it's it's it helps it the, the leverage points on things like look I'm not the first person to ever do Facebook ads I'm not the, I'm not saying I'm a Facebook ads master what I am saying though is that if you know something and you have a skill that is totally foreign to someone else you can save them a ton of money and you can help them very 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 quickly and that's what I do so um, I know enough to get them to like Facebook ads so that we can go get an expert at it once their business starts thriving and growing um, and but part of the education bridge of getting them to trust me is to get something that actually works and and. And uh, so I'm pretty pumped up right now uh, because they're going to be super excited. So if we can get somebody to schedule a phone consult today, um, because their their margin on their product is like huge. So I'm like, that'll be amazing. So anyways, that puts me in a good mood. Um, and I'm not even a marketing. I mean, I'm a marketing person. I know about marketing, but I'm not. I'm a lawyer. But... I help people who are trapped in their own business and they were trapped in their own business and they were confused and they did not know where to turn. And so they were going traditional and um, I helped them get them out of that. So they're not going to be spending $12,000 on a on messaging consultant. They're not going to be spending $6,000, $4,000 a month on TV ads. That's silly. Man, when I can beam, I can beam a message right to a business owner that needs their product with their two smiling faces on it with my with my hooks, right? That they are creative hooks that we did in three minutes. So um, don't try to hire me for Facebook ads. Just hire me to come in and because you probably don't need that right now. You just need me to look at your business to get you the hell out of it um, or to fix it. Or if you haven't started a business yet, hey, let's not build a business that you're going to be trapped by. So anyway, so I'm pumped up by that because, um, you know, you, you can throw 50 bucks on an ad and test it on Facebook to test the messaging. So here's step one. We know the messaging works. So we're dri- driving them to the funnel, driving them to the, to the website. Now we just got to figure out is the message on the website works. And then if, will they click through to do the appointment? It's just math. And um, anyway, so that pumps me up. And that's the framework. I just use the same framework that Russell Brunson uses of Hook Story Offer. Um I just use the framework of the messaging of they're the attractive characters and and that's it's they're so easy to be attractive characters these two guys and uh, I love them and they're friends of mine and uh, I'm really hoping that I can I can get some get some some leads for them because uh, then they're gonna they're gonna buy me some some gourmet coffee and. Uh, <laughs> So, all right. So that's what's going on with that. That is a huge win. That puts me in a good mood. And um, it's only been running for like, I don't know, six minutes. So $1.23 a click may seem like a lot to you, but the margins are huge. And for the first run at it, um, it's, it's pretty low, pretty good. So uh, at least in my humble opinion. So, all right. It's good. Just trust me on this because they're, they're freaking out right now because... They're not having to cold call anyone. They're not gonna. They're not right now having to go door knock on businesses, so to get exposure. So, and I just saved them probably twenty thousand dollars in TV ads and consultants. All right. So, uh, so the framework actually helps you when you get super confused, and that's the exact same thing when I just talked about. Actually, it's very timely um, that I got that that Facebook message uh, because. It's the, the, I just use the framework that I learned from somebody else, which is hook story offer. And, you know, so the, the thing is, is that the frameworks help you to when you get confused. That's why my frameworks for helping people are trapped by business is it just helps you give you a roadmap for what the hell you're going to do. That's it. Because when you're in the understory and it's dark outside and you can't see anything, um, 
you don't you don't know where to go. You don't know what tools you need. You, you there are monsters and bandits in there. There are monsters that you you hear noises that you've never heard before in your life, because commerce is this gigantic leviathan monster with a thousand heads that's always changing and moving and there are people that know the game that are playing the game that you're competing with when you kind of enter into it and you don't you don't know anything and um i the reason why i can kind of talk like that is because i play i tried to play the traditional game myself i spent eight thousand dollars a month on radio ads in los angeles because the guy that i had worked for that's how he started like five years before and saturated the market. And I spent $8,000 on radio ads, like overnights and some during the day in LA. And I got one call that was like the totally wrong call, like not even for what I did. And it was so disheartening. And it was like, oh, I'd borrowed the money from my dad. And it just was like, it sucked big time. And um, so there was a lot of painful lessons that I had to learn. And, you know, it's just like the guy, there was a guy that when I started working right out of law school that was still buying yellow page ads. Like you can't do, you can't do that people. Um, you've got to adapt or die. And so much of what you people are trying to build, the businesses they're trying to build right now, um, they're building the business of yesterday. And one thing about the frameworks that I teach and what I do for myself is I can future proof your business because I teach process. I don't, I don't treat, I don't teach I teach process frameworks. I don't teach business frameworks. It is impossible to be able to know exactly what in God's name is going to come down the pike in business even six months from now. The, the If you look at the curve of business to, of, um, of business uh, of technology expansion, it's on this exponential curve where it's just like our everyone's everyone's attention spans are going down, and the all of the abilities with regards to business are going up in terms of technology, just skyrocketing exponentially. So, anyways, so I'm just I, I'm actually having a hard time focusing today right now because um, I'm really pumped up that that's going to work for them, and. It's one of those scenarios where it's just a process, man. And I and I, I think I, I got them, um, I think I got them pre-framed them correctly. Is that the clicks are a, clicks are a win right now? All right. So now it's just a ratio. It's now that people are clicking it. And we're getting people to respond to the message. How many clicks does it take for um, someone to schedule a phone consultation? And then. And then out of how many phone consultations you have, how many does it take for them to sell people to convert? And then you can you can figure out what the cost to acquire your customer is. And then basically um, price accordingly from there and start trying to drive that number down. It's just a math problem. It's not complicated. But what gets complicated, the math's not complicated, but what gets people in the weeds is the messaging. And there are frameworks out there. Don't like Muscle, Russell Brunson's framework? Fine. Go find somebody else's that resonates with you. But I like it because it's so easy. Hook story offer, right? And so um, the fact that we've got people clicking is because of within three days. So like I met with them on Friday. I didn't do anything on Saturday. Oh, that's not true. I kind of put together the funnel on Saturday. Like one page. It's a one-page funnel. It's just a. It's a video sales letter where they just go there and then they have it. They can just click to. Um, so it has nothing. It's just as a one-page funnel with just a video. It clicks to a calendar link which they can schedule a call. That's it. And because if you can get people to click on that and schedule a call on that, and you haven't done any of the bells and whistles, you haven't done a sales letter, you haven't done all of the bells and whistles to make it look nice, you know. But if you can get that from there, then you have you know that you have something. To so, um, so anyways, and the other thing too is like 
frameworks are your savior. I don't know. Is it Dan Kennedy that said that or um, Brendan Burchard? I can't remember. But frameworks are your savior. And just like they're in the wilderness with um, the five C's for camping, um, you guys are going to start to hear a lot of camping this quarter. There's going to be a lot of JK5 camping talking about this quarter because I am, uh, I'm working on my woodsman skills. And so if you like camping or you want to learn about camping, learn it with me, we're going to start talking about it because it's just like from the side learning, you can, if you can learn to, to uh, swing lessons from one area to another area. Um, oh, you know what? I just realized something. Commerce, connections, creations, and camping. It's the four C's, the four buckets. <laughs> the four C's of my what's the fifth C's there's gotta be a fifth C for me anyways but I'm in a little squirrely mode today but you get it so um, we're gonna kill some time to about 31 minutes because I've gotta do I've gotta readjust my um, my talking uh, my length because I got to hit 31 minutes to make sure we do 30 because remember the goal is 365 episodes and 365 so I'm going to tell you a little camping story so when I was in college I went and I worked as a camp counselor um, at Camp Chief Ure in Winter Park Colorado and um, so one of the things that we did when we all got there um, we went camping on July 4th and so but all we did was we didn't even I think we did take sleeping bags we just took like some day packs and some sleeping bags and then we just um, we just made lean-tos out of tarps so we just made some lean-tos out of tarps. It was July, right? July 4th. And we just made um, lean-tos. Lean, lean and um, and this was a lot of campers. Like, no, no campers, all counselors. So we're all, like, in our 20s, right? And um, so we're sitting there, and there was, like, a freak... I would say there's like 30 of us, 20, 20 of us, let's say there's like, let's say 20 of us. And we're all kind of like sleeping around in, in these, um, in these lean twos. And there's this freak snowstorm on July 4th in the middle of the mountains. And, um, so snow is, and of course the way that we had set up the, uh, we had set up the, the lean to so that the wind was, it was blocking the wind when the night started, but the storm came in and then it, and all the wind shifted. So there was just snow that was just blowing into the open side of the lean to, um, and we were all covered in snow. And so it was actually a problem because, you know, we all had sleeping bags, but I don't think anyone really had cold weather gear rated sleeping bags. And so some people were trying to get cold. So we um, we had ice, we had uh, heat packs and all that. And then some people, um, you know, some some of us hiked back to camp because it was like a long we had hiked in like a long way. And so everybody kind of got a fire up and, and it was in the middle, of, you know, in the middle of the night and um, got heating packs out for everybody. And it was I'm not going to say that it was dangerous, but it had the potential to be dangerous. And but the main reason that it wasn't dangerous was because we were properly prepared like some people had brought heat packs so we had heating packs for people that could put in their sleeping bags we had fire you know the fireplace we could we adjusted the lean-to in the shelter and people there were enough people with basic woodsman skills and woods ladies woods woods woman skills and woods men skills um that we were all okay but just like you have you have to respect nature and at all times and just like that you have to respect commerce the, the 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 jungle of commerce and you have to respect the understory because the understory is a dangerous place and you can you can go in the tank you can go in the weeds and get lost forever in the bye bye baby buying six thousand things like inception just like keep going down so so what i want you to do is i want you to take out your ranger field journal if you don't have one take out a regular journal if you don't have a regular journal by zeus's beard go buy a regular journal but for now take out your unicorn tracker keeper for the fifth grade and what i want you to do is just write down do i have a framework in commerce do i have a framework in my connections do i have a framework in my connections and do i have a framework which you do now in camping and just remember there is no end it is in the path to understanding If you are listening to this podcast and you are an online entrepreneur, I know exactly what it feels like to be you because I am one. 
I know what it's like to know that you are smart and work your ass off, but always feel like you cannot get traction. I know what it feels like to have your spouse support you outwardly, but on the inside, they're saying to themselves, is this going to work? And I know that you want to create something in business, but you always end up chasing the same dollar over and over. Or maybe you want to create something in the arts, but you feel like you shouldn't play there. So you wander in the forest, stuck in the understory. I spent over 40 years there fighting the same monsters and bandits over and over. And when I discovered that if you learn what the understory is and you start to go there on purpose, you can find a clearing where you have clarity and power in your commerce, connections, and creations. You handle the forest like a badass ranger with the proper mindsets and skill sets that you need. Not once chosen for you by some guru or your parents, but chosen by you on paper on purpose. We can walk the understory together, but I cannot find you unless you raise your hand and say, I'm over here. Subscribe to my email list at understorylawyer.simplecast.com. Let's find your clearing together, a place free of entanglements, a place with a bedrock foundation, and a place where you set the boundaries, not anyone else.